Welcome to our podcast. We're just <laughs> having a crease because I always get really, really nervous. I don't know why, even since our Facebook Live so much and record so much, but I get nervous before we, anybody presses record. Or, in fact, I press record and I have like this bizarre <laughs> coughing reaction. <laughs> so it's just happened again. That's why we're laughing so. Yeah. Anyway, I think I'm all right. So if I do cough, apologies. It's just a I, thing. I kind of surprised her and just got sick of the coughing and pressed record. <laughs> so, okay. Liquid refreshment is available for Kate. Fear not. So one of the things I wanted to talk about today, the title of this little... Uh, podcast a Snippet <laughs> is going to be something about the shit card. Now, if you know Kate... And you know some of the things that she talks about in her Life and Soul Academy uh, and also on her Facebook page. You might be familiar with the shit card. If you're not one of those lucky tribesters, <laughs> Kate, can you tell us what is the shit card? Well, the shit card is a metaphor that our mum came up with. Did Actually, she? Yeah. I didn't even know that. That's attributed to that person <laughs> trying to, yeah she came up with it Kate's yeah. trying to give me some signal <laughs> that I get who this person is it's our mum yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> received loud and clear she just said it one day and I thought god that is so right that is so so right that yeah the shit caught so it's kind of evolved into this metaphor that we use that is about us dragging our stuff up the hill called life, t- carrying our shit around behind us. And one of the stories that's quite funny about me in the shit cart is um, that I moved house several times in quick succession. Like probably, I think I moved once a year for four years or something like that. <laughs> we was, <were> just bored. <laughs> it was just, it was exhausting. It was silly. It was just life happening. It was the way it happened. Anyway, I just kept moving. (laughs) And every time I moved, I would pack up. I never, ever turfed out properly and got rid of all the shit. I just dragged it. And one of the things that I dragged from house to house to house was this bloody radiator that was no good at all for um, any of the houses that I moved from or into but I would not part with it. Now, let me tell you, this was a double convector radio, radio, <laughs> not even a radio, radiator, double convector radiator, and it was massive, and it was really, really heavy. It was very cumbersome. It was difficult to carry. Um, I've got, I did sustain several injuries throughout <laughs> the four moves because of said radiator, like dropping it on my foot and whatnot. So I was furious with this radiator. I hated it. It was such a, bastard i really really (laughs) wanted to get rid of it but i couldn't get rid of it and i just kept moving it and moving it moving it and then finally when i moved last time my mom said to me why have you brought that radiator and i said i don't know and she said for god's sake you've dragged that round let it go just let it go it's in your shit cot and I said yeah it is actually and I finally finally let it go and if I'm really honest I don't know why I kept it I think I was going through the the story in my head of I might need it one day but guess what every house I moved into had heating (laughs) (laughs) so 
No. And also, it had in every room of every house that I moved into the correct size radiator for that house, and it was already plumbed in. It was a miracle. So, yeah, I did not need it at all. But I w- would I let it go? Would I shite let it go? I wanted to drag that round and round and round. And this became something of a of a joke. And now we will say, in our, like, family, we'll say... Oh, that is such a radiator. Exactly. <laughs> it's such a radiator. Let it go, man. It's such a radiator. And we'll laugh about it because we all know what we mean straight away. And that's the same with a shit cart. It's about dragging stuff around that you actually do not need. That is weighing you down. That is heavy. That is difficult to drag through your life. And that's fucking exhausting, it quite is. honestly. And just to clarify... It might not be a radiator. <laughs> so we could be talking about emotions. We could be talking about people. Yeah. Clutter. Marriages. <laughs> you know, we could be talking about... God, I nearly said kids. <laughs> you know, but, but you could really be talking about anything. But your, your kids' stuff. So you yeah. might be... When you say kids, it might be that you're feeling guilty. You might have mom guilt for something that you shouldn't have it about or that you don't need to have it about or, you know, it could be related to your kids. But yeah, generally, it's stuff that you really could do with letting go and releasing and letting, lightening your load. And the the shit cart is just such a great metaphor because it's about dragging. It's about something bloody tied on in you're trying to struggle up the hill called life dragging this load of shit behind you that's weighing you down that pulls you back down the hill it stops you making progress and it's heavy and it's difficult how do you identify things in your shit cart through maybe feeling how would you know something's in your shit cart rather than in your happy pile what are the traits and characteristics well, what of what I think is a useful thing to do, again, sticking with the metaphor, is to stop on the hill call life, <laughs> to put the handbrake on and have a look. Mm-hmm. Have a look. See what's in there. What shit are you carrying around? How would you know it was shit? Well, it's weighing you down. It's oh. making you feel. It's got a heaviness about it. It's an obstacle. It's sabotaging you. It's preventing you from making progress. It's stopping you from being happy. It's stealing your energy because it's such an effort to drag it up the hill that it's really, really hard. So in terms of feelings and emotions, we're talking, I'd be angry. I'd be freaking angry. I'd be irritable. I'd be snappy because I've got this goddamn things strapped to me back all day that I don't like, I don't want, I don't enjoy. So mm-hmm. in me, I think it would probably show as irritation, agitation, anger, maybe <clears throat> I would be tearful. I'm just actually thinking about carrying a cartload of shit that I don't want or like. I'd be furious. Yeah, exactly. And you've got to appreciate though, it's our choice to carry it. That mm-hmm. makes that like, could even make you more angry. Oh, for me, for sure. Because then you think, what? <laughs> I've dragged that bloody radiator through all of this. I can't believe it. I've paid somebody. I've paid a removal team to move me four times. And part of that, I've actually paid some... I've involved other people and I've paid them money and to drag my shit around. And injured myself. Yeah. Numerous times. So examples of stuff that could be in your shit cart. Feelings might be things Grudges. like... Yeah. Unforgiveness. 
and that could be against self or others mm-hmm. or situations mm-hmm. um things like um friends we don't like friends we don't, yeah, friends we don't like <laughs> friends we don't like people we don't like situations anything we don't like really um it's stuff often stuff you're harboring it's stuff you're hanging on to it's stuff you can't release yourself from situations patterns that you keep repeating behaviors that you keep engaging in which you know are not helpful for you but you won't stop it Mm -hmm. um anything really that is in that cart is stuff that you could really do with letting go of and the other part of the metaphor is if you don't sort your shit cart out and you just keep piling more shit on then you're never going to get the bottom of it Mm -hmm. you're just going to be a person who keeps putting more and more and more and more onto yourself making life more and more difficult and the journey of life more and more difficult because you're going to have less energy and you're going to be dragging more stuff around with you and the thing is is in, in, i'm a counselor so in a lot of my counseling work i could use this with people and say what i've picked up with people is when their shit cart's too full and they don't empty it and they don't do an audit the cart itself not only do they start to get tired and they can't move forward in life Mm -hmm. up the hill the cart starts to break the wheels fall off they get bruises blisters they come Mm. because they're exhausted they're in pain they got they're not resilient they're sick of fighting this battle that feels like a battle every day so that's how and how are they going to show up in their life at that point oh knackered bruised wounded really broken one wheel and, short of a cart and that <laughs> and that means that you can't be present it means that you've got and if you can't be present in relationships and um in your work and for yourself you're just going to be in survival mode you're not going to be thriving you're going to be in survival mode and everything's everything's a struggle and everything suffers your relationships your health your mental health your emotional well-being and you end up feeling really really broken because the shit cart is so heavy. So what you're saying is, the get used to the feeling of the shit cart. Sit with it. We've talked about it. How could this apply to me? Kind of reflect on it and see what what could be in my shit cart. Put the handbrake on. Dive into your shit cart. <laughs> Whether or not you want to wear a mask. Still not, <laughs> um, dive into your shit cart. See what's in there. Identify some of it. Go with feelings. Go with your gut. What about when you know what's in your shit cart and you want to start emptying it and you want to lighten the load? What do you do then? How do you do that? Well, this is very much what we call doing the work. And I think we're probably, we might do a different podcast on this or not. We'll see how much we'll cover now. But doing the work, and you see this all the time, don't you? On memes and you hear coachy people say it. Do the work, do the work, do the inner work, do the inner work. This is it. This is where the rubber meets the road. If you your first job is to identify honestly what it is that's in there. Now, people, humans, me as well, don't like to do that. We don't like to look at our shit. It's not nice, is it? Shit stinks. But you, it does. But you've got to claim it. You've got to own it and see what is in there. So once you've identified what it is and remember... You don't need to tell anybody else what this is, so you don't need to feel ashamed of it. You just need to find out what it is. That's the first step. Once you've identified what it is, claim it, own it, and then make a decision that you're going to do something about it to help yourself. So that might be, um, it could be anything. And we always come from a point of view of do what's right for you. 
So it might be that you need a counselling session or two. It might be that you need to read a book on recovering from toxic relationships. It might be that you need to really commit to a different way of eating. Um, it could be that you really want to invest in your relationship with your kid. It could be lots of different things, but depending on what you've seen and what you know that you need to heal, once you've owned it, you need to be proactive and look at ways to progress that. Mm -hmm. Whatever feels right for you. Because some people, um, you know, when I was going through some big stuff, I had loads of counselling sessions and that really, really worked for me. And I also got a trainer and worked on my physical well-being and, and I got some fitness back and that improved my self-worth. That worked for me. Other people might have preferred to do some EFT tapping with someone they might have preferred. I know um, I've got a friend who was going through a hard time several years ago and she got really invested in fitness and joined a running club and that really, really helped her at a time when she needed some um, something to lift her up. So it depends on what you need. But I would say be really, really open and try some ideas on. And once you've identified what it is that's sabotaging you or what's in that cart, what needs clearing out, Look for some tools that are going to help you. And we live in an age now where information is everywhere. You're only ever a couple of clicks away from some ideas or some direction. Um, so that's what I would say about it. And then once you've decided, you've seen what it is, you've identified it, you've owned it, you've got some ideas about how you could help yourself. Take action. Actually implement them do something about it because if nothing changes, nothing changes and you're going to be dragging that shit around forever. Absolutely. And I was just making a couple of little notes while you were talking there, Kate, and I did a quick shit cart ordered. It's that quick to do. And three <laughs> things in mind at the minute are my website is chewing me. I'm not website -y. It's just a bit lame. I need to look at that. Wardrobe sucks out my soul. There's no joy in there. I've got sizes two sizes too small of clothes that make me depressed every day I look in there and also fitness and exercise I really want to ramp that up and make some progress but that's a big goal and what I did really quickly with those three things that are in my shit cart that make me feel miserable on a daily basis I actually ordered them so I've got wardrobe and clutter would be the easiest website for me would feel like it was the second easiest mm -hmm. and the fitness and exercise is more long term <clears throat> I'm a big fan and I know you are of the easy win yeah so then I've circled wardrobe clutter and then I'm going to break that down even more I'm actually just going to look into a shelf I'm actually just going to do the shoe drawer right and the reason I'm going to do that is I'm going to go for the easy wins because I want to build a sense of being a winner the achievement the confidence to actually go on and tackle the bigger thing because I know if I sit down and try and get myself to be website today I'm just going to end up not doing it and getting eating cake <laughs> <laughs> so that getting would be frustrated. my top tip with people I work with as well is just to put everything in order once you've done your shit cut Cot, audit audit actually order them if you've got 10 things or five things and go in you know highest to lowest of difficulty and for the love of all things holy give yourself a chance and go with one of the lower things if it feels daunting you might want to rip the plaster off and just unhitch a few big things straight away <laughs> if you're particularly brave if you're not definitely start with the smaller things first i think that's really really good advice yeah definitely um and i would say some of those are longer term like the fitness and exercise so i had a fitness and exercise goal last year um we are recording this now in may 
and the sort of I think it was October November time I uh, started couch to 5k and that took me nine weeks to complete but it was happening in the background while I was doing other things mm -hmm. so I was making little bits of progress all the time with that while I was doing a big declutter as well at the same time so I think that's brilliant advice there I would also like to say while we are on the subject of the shit cart I want to mention something I like to call the shit cart convoy <laughs> <laughs> Emma was having a drink when I said that that was poor timing um yeah, now the convoy is when you as your very well-intended, empathic, big-hearted self say to someone else, I'll drag your cart for you. Oh. Don't worry, I'll drag your cart. Now, there are times, especially when you're a parent, you know, our kids have both been through big stuff and I'm sure, you know, if you're a parent, you, you, there may have been that experience for you as well, especially during the last year where we, we've all been locked in and it's all been a bit weird. Um, there are times you've got to hitch that kid's cart to your cart and say, come on, we've got this, let's do it. But generally speaking, as an adult, unless you've got someone in your circle who really, really needs help, who's a vulnerable adult and there's an emergency or a crisis, of course you should help them. But generally speaking, day to day, it is not your job to carry someone else's cart. It is not your job to hitch their cart to the back of your cart, double your shit and drag their cart up the hill called life because you are gonna end up even more exhausted. And guess what? They're never gonna have the opportunity to sort themselves out. And one of the lessons in my book, 12 Lessons, is you can't fix other people. And I'm huge on standing on the sidelines and cheering people on, giving people tools, recommending a book to people, supporting them in a way that's not gonna cost you too much. And that's not selfish, it's realistic. If someone else is drowning and you jump in, you're gonna drown too. So the best thing to do is stand on the bank and throw them a rope. And in that case, you can offer them tools, you can offer them support, you can give them suggestions, but don't jump in the water because then that's two people in trouble at that point. Mm, very good. And the other thing I'd like to add is, I sometimes see um, something, a little something I like to call the shit show. Now, that's when <laughs> you have identified your shit in your shit cart, and you are unpacking it and getting help and support of friends or colleagues or whomever, and then it also touches one of their nerves. Oh, I had something similar in my shit card. And then somebody else pipes up. And it becomes this whole shit show about everybody else's <laughs> shit. And it can be very intoxicating and very dramatic. And you can get involved in their story. And it's very different to having somebody hear your story and help mm -hmm. you unpack your story. As it is telling it to people who have got similar stories and it all becomes kind of, it can go on almost too long. I think that's really relevant, but I also think that's about consciousness because I think, and Brené Brown's brilliant on this. If you haven't read her book, she's excellent. We love her. Um, and she talks about being able to hold someone's story and I think to listen to someone's story and help them unpack their shit and not one-up them. Mm -hmm is a really conscious thing to do but it can sometimes be useful and i know you do this in your work 
to say, but do it very consciously. Um, I'll tell you something about me, a little story about my life where I went through something similar and what I did because it might help you. Sure. That's different to one-upping someone and getting involved in the drama and sort of my shit's better than your shit. And then it <laughs> then it goes into this whole bloody victim thing of, yeah, but, you know, it's it's like, you know, when... um. When you're pregnant and people were, were talking about the worst ever experience that ever, ever heard of about labour. And you were frightened anyway. And then they were, they were talking about, oh, my neighbour up the street was in labour for like eight days and she didn't eat. And, <laughs> and in the end, they had to get the air ambulance. And you think, oh, God. Yeah, but one up on people is not good. If someone comes to you, there's two things here. Choose who you share your story with. And if you're going to get somebody to assist you to look through your shit cart, not drag it for you, because that's going to rob you of the processing, the healing and the lessons that you need, then choose the person carefully and ask them in a conscious way for some assistance to think you know, think through a problem, use them as a sounding board, whatever it is you want to say. But also, if someone comes to you be the person that you would want to hear your story. So have compassion, have empathy and listen consciously to them and hold that space and don't try and fix them. But do give useful suggestions if it's appropriate and if you feel like they are open to hearing them. Absolutely. And I think when you're saying be that person, you know, it's really relevant. I think probably... 10% of the sessions I do I talk no that's rubbish out of all the sessions I do about 10% of each session is me talking mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more and the rest is listening and absorbing and reflecting and I think you know when we talk about one-upmanship and for example you know oh I've just taken my family on holiday to wherever you know, and, and then <laughs> some tosser will pipe in, oh, well, 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 we've just been. And you think, oh, sod off, give us a chance. Mm-hmm. But I think what's more wounding than that is one-upping on trauma or one-upping mm. on emotional stuff because a lot of people have had to be so brave, so courageous and so real and raw to, to actually let the words and the feelings out that when someone squashes that and oh my trauma was bigger than yours mm. it's massively massively hurtful mm-hmm. and it can have a huge effect it's way bigger than my car's better than your car or mm-hmm. no no you really want to go on holiday there and think about it in terms of it could really prevent someone from having that experience again talking sharing reaching out just be quiet for a little while yeah. and, and if you're it. the chosen person whether that's in a professional context, like someone might book a counselling session with you or whether it's a friend or a family member, it's a great privilege to be that chosen person. It's a great, great privilege. And, you know, holding space for that person, as Emma said, is is really, really important. And you don't want to be the reason that they shut down. Um, and I, And if you've done that in the past, don't feel guilty about it because you've done the best that you could. Um, in that moment but moving forwards when we know better we can do better and I think that's that's really really important yeah because a lot of the stuff people do have in their shit card is emotional trauma and I've had someone say to me recently about something they were going through um, but this isn't really big stuff when you look at what's happening in the world and yes that's useful to get perspective but actually your stuff is big for you and you know 
everybody's experience is different. So somebody, you know, having their bank account hacked and losing £500 might piss them off. For someone else, it might feel like a real violation. They might lose their confidence. They might uh, lose some resilience. They might have an argument with their partner about it. It could be a very, very traumatic event. Same thing, different outcome. And you never know what that impact has been on someone unless you can exactly, as Emma said, be quiet and listen and really, really hear and create that safe space, really. Interestingly as well, when we think about shutting someone down and not holding a space, what it's doing is it's minimising it for them and saying you don't matter, your stuff doesn't matter, it's not as important as my stuff. And a lot of the adults that have, um, and us included, have issues now in later life. It, a lot of it can be linked back to being minimised and not being heard mm-hmm. in various different situations with various different struggles minimizing causes harm and at some point we have to undo that later and work through it but i probably went off on a bit of a a tangent no but hopefully a very useful one so yeah that's our take on the shit cart um we hope you got something from that we hope it might make you laugh as well that's the other thing about it is that it's quite a fun little metaphor isn't it because not all personal development and spiritual development has to be spiritual af spiritual af long (laughs) arduous pain in the arsey it can actually be quite fun and upbeat and uh yeah you get more from it if you can do that anyway so can i pop in with a final question Kate? yes if anybody loves this and they want to find out more or they want to hang out with you more at the life of soul <laughs> academy how can they do it well they can find me on facebook um i'm real kate spencer on facebook i'll have you know the real yeah the actual kate spencer so look for kate spencer on facebook um but if you love what we do and you want more of this we do have an online community called life and soul academy and you'll find that at kate-spencer.com and the reason there's a dash in kate-spencer.com is because when i went to buy the domain name kate spencer there's a lovely whale watcher called kate spencer who's got that so Uh. if you end up on a website with whales that's not me. Backpedal, backpedal. <laughs> Kate-spencer.com. Can you do yeah. a wheel noise? Oh, you're so talented. You are the that was... sound effects department. That sounded more like a ninja cat. It did. Yeah, it did. you're the sound effects department, but maybe stick to the trumpet for now. Are you going to trumpet us out? I absolutely will. Have a good day, people. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>